Hello everyone, Scott here, and welcome to Other Record Labels, The Art and Culture of Running an Indie Record Label. Um, last week we did an episode with Andrew Jervis, who is the chief curator at Bandcamp. And I know, I mean, we talked about this, and I know a lot of our listeners love Bandcamp, and a lot of indie labels um, thrive and survive on Bandcamp, um, as do I, and I've been using it for about 10 years now. Uh, it's only been around for about 11 years, I think. Um, and anyway, we were super lucky to talk with Andrew, who has been there f- since the beginning, essentially. And he and I sat down um, a couple of months ago to chat. And what I wanted to do today was, it was a great episode. If you haven't heard it yet, go back, pause this, go back and listen to it, and then come back to this. Because what I've done is I've summarized five takeaways from my interview with Andrew that I really want to emphasize. I think it's really important. Andrew knows what he's talking about because he sees the data. He sees what works for artists on Bandcamp and what works for labels on Bandcamp. And so I really want to draw attention to five things that stood out to me. Uh, And if you have your own things uh, that stood out to you, you can let me know. That's cool as well. Um, Before I get into this, I want to remind you to go to otherrecordlabels.com and you can download this free guide that we have that has summarized a lot of our episodes. So not just what I'm doing today, um, but the episodes from the past two to three years, um, we have those condensed uh, in this free guide. So go to otherrecordlabels.com to check it out. So here's a couple things that stood out to me when I was talking with Andrew at Bandcamp. The number one thing is, and, and again, when I do these little lists, it's, it's not necessarily in order, so um, don't overthink it too much. But number one is submit to editorial. So what that means is they have this email address. It's very simple. It's editorial at bandcamp.com. And there is one dude and his team of people who, um, according to Andrew, if you listen to the episode, they listen to everything that come, come across their desk. Um, but they will listen to your submissions that you send them. Um, and the, the hope is that they have this daily, uh, feature and, and Andrew does a, a weekly thing. Um, they have an Instagram account where they share new albums. They have a retail store where they carry a select few records. Um, so there's a lot that goes into this, uh, editorial process. And, and if you've been a fan of Bandcamp for a long time, you've seen it grow, uh, over the years from just, a you know, a, a tech site to, to now being a little bit more of a cultural, uh, site and, and a little bit more of a, a curated process. So in order to be successful to send now, there is no guarantee. I mean, they, they receive so much and they can't cover everything. But if you submit to editorial, and Andrew said approximately four to six weeks, you got to think, if you're submitting your album a couple days before the release, you're submitting it to editorial at bandcamp.com, you know that it's going to take them, they probably get hundreds a day. So it's going to take them at least a few days to get to your email and to hear your album. And if by the time that happens your album's already coming out, you're significantly significantly de- uh, decreasing your chances of getting covered. So um, I want you to keep that in mind. So Andrew said four to six weeks, minimum four, um, and maybe four or five weeks would probably be the ideal. Uh, that gives them a lot of time to listen to it and to put it in queue to feature it if they choose to do so. But good luck, because I mean, that's a, it's a tough thing. Number two is, and this is, you know, it's a simple thing, but it's something that Andrew emphasized so much in the first 10 minutes of our conversation. He said to fill in 
all the release details. So when you're when you're making an album release uh, page, you can add a bio, you can add album credits, like who played on the record, who produced it, engineered it, mastering. There's genre tags. Um, according to his data, all these little details add up. And I know there's times, and it might be a cool thing for some people to leave a page completely anonymous, just use uh, track numbers and, and whatever. But I think for most of us who want the music to get out there and for people to engage with the artists, um, it's surprising how often, myself included, we just kind of see those forms and just say, produced by whoever and, and, you know, just a few recorded in 2019 or whatever. Um, I've done that. And I, I, based on Andrew's advice, I'm trying to spend maybe five to 10 minutes per release and putting more information in there. And there's another thing we get to in a second about why it's important to add a personality to these pages. But there are these forms that you can fill out in genre tags and they're there for a reason. So, uh, um, that's the second thing that he mentioned, and I think it's really important. The third thing, and I've seen this successful on my standpoint as a as a seller of music and as a, a buyer of music, but the third thing is to make nice product images. You get these cassettes made or you get these records made and you've spent so much money on them, and then you just upload like the album artwork as a JPEG. Andrew emphasized how important it is to get nice images to display at. He said most sales on Bandcamp are physical. That's phenomenal. And so do a proper photo shoot with your cassettes. Um, it doesn't have to be proper, then that's usually enough to tip me over to buy it. So he also mentioned, I know that there's Photoshop templates out there in the world for, for creating your own vinyl um, product image. But Andrew mentioned that Bandcamp offer templates as well. So there's no reason not to have nice product images of your physical products. Number four, and this is something we talked about just a few weeks ago, and that's giveaway free download codes. Andrew emphasized that on this episode because Bandcamp is viral. They have this community where you can see what albums other people on the platform have purchased. And I think that's a, a really cool thing to keep keep in mind. So when you give away download codes to your friends or to influencers uh, or to um, some of the fans that you meet at shows, uh, if they go and download that album, it shows up in their feed so that the people who follow them see your album. And again, it goes back to having great artwork and having good product images that those things actually matter because um, now they're going to see that in, the, in their feed. Um, so giving away free download codes is really important. The fifth thing and the final thing um, that I, I took away from my interview with, with uh, Bandcamp was add personality to your page. Honor your super fans and don't let your page be anonymous. Again, we've seen this so many times and it's really frustrating. And I asked Andrew in the interview, if you remember, I asked him what is something that is a service that is underutilized on Bandcamp. And, and frustratingly, he said it's it's the, the lack of information. It's the lack of personality that uh, an artist puts into their page. And I mean, you can do colors. You can... I like to keep things white and simple. I don't want it to get to my space looking, but you can add a personality, you can add photos. So you need to think, what's something that I can do from our labels standpoint or for each individual artist page um, to make that page feel more personal? What Maybe it's a way for the artist to contact you. Um, maybe you just have a nice little essay of your thought process behind the record. Of course, I'm talking to labels now, but for DIY artists, this is this is something that a label will need to reach out to the artist and say, hey, can you write a little, just a little note? Um, 
and and we're gonna add that in in the artwork, or maybe we make a PDF booklet of lyrics, handwritten lyrics that we take photos of and include it as the album. A couple times I've done a bonus track. You know, it's it's more profitable to sell MP3s on Bandcamp than it is to have them listen on Spotify. So what I've done sometimes is taking uh, an acoustic version or uh, B-side and included it in the Bandcamp download to in, um, incentivize them to buy the Bandcamp download as opposed to Spotify. So there's little things you can do that when people land on your page, you want them to hang out there for a little bit. Um, he told me that in the, in the interview that if you don't offer a song for streaming, it drops your chances by like 30 or 40%. Um, of, of somebody buying the record. So obviously I know that a lot of us do that. We, we always offer something for streaming, but consider writing a note to the fans, um, giving details of where you're from links to your social media. Um, and that's something you can do at a, at a label level. And it's something that you can do, um, if you're an independent artist or if you're a label encouraging independent artists to do this. I had so much fun talking with Andrew because I mean, he's, he's a pretty important dude. And, and the editorial staff at Bandcamp have really done a great job at feeding um, under under discovered or undercovered, um, if that's the proper term, uh, records to to music fans and to indie fans, and and uh, I know a lot of us appreciate their um, their taste in music, and so for us who use Bandcamp as this free distribution platform, free in the sense that you can upload there for free. Um, I think it's important that we utilize it properly to increase our chances of, of the music getting heard. Let me just go back over these takeaways from my interview with Andrew. Number one is submit to editorial, four to six weeks approximately, uh, submit to editorial at bandcamp.com. Number two, fill in the release details, the bios and the credits and genre tags. Don't leave those uh, questions unanswered. Number three, make uh, nice product images. Um, for your physical products, whether it's your T-shirts uh, or your vinyl or cassettes, just make sure they're clear and attractive um, so that people want to buy them. Uh, and there's templates for that. Number four, give away free download codes. There's a whole episode a couple of weeks ago on that that you could re-listen to and why that's important. And number five, add personality to your page, which is really kind of a summary of all of these, is uh, give something for the artist to to enjoy and to learn about. I mean, I have these moments as an artist when I upload something that I want to be vague. I think there's something cool about being mysterious. Um, but then as a, and there isn't, but as a music fan, when I discover something, I want to know who is this person? Uh, what do they look like? What country are they from? What instruments are they playing? Um, how did they make this record? Uh, who produced it? Who? What recording studio was it done in? These are things as a, as a music fan that I actually die to know. I, I find this so interesting. We've talked to so many label owners who grew up reading the liner notes of albums as a child. We don't really have liner notes of albums anymore, aside from, from vinyl occasionally. But in the digital world, we, we now have an opportunity in Bandcamp to upload a lot of that information um, to add some sort of personal way for, for people to connect with us. If you haven't yet listened to this episode with Andrew, please go back a week and check it out. I know, you know, we focus on labels, but every once in a while, I want to do these bonus episodes that we call Industry Insiders to talk with people in the industry 
who serve uh, labels and who um, provide a service to labels and, and help us do our job better. So make sure you check out that episode. Make sure you go to otherrecordlabels.com to download our free guide if you haven't already. And thanks so much for listening. <laughs>